I'm Helen Karakulak. And I'm Alice Murphy, and this is Overworked But Optimistic, the podcast where we address a new topic every fortnight, looking into the various ways it affects us and consider how we can better balance the many things we like and occasionally don't like to juggle. We're all too familiar with being overworked and aiming to be increasingly optimistic. Whether you're studying, working casually, part-time or full-time, pursuing a career in big picture objectives or just trying to make it through the day, this is the podcast for you. This week's episode is all about cringe culture. To cringe is to act embarrassed or awkward in response to a situation. In our 20 years, we've certainly physically recoiled in response to cringy content we've seen online and in real life. When the intention is to make audiences uncomfortable, that's one thing. But worse is often when something was produced genuinely to be a comedic hit and is instead a cringy miss. Which is basically our personalities in high school. (laughs) Oh, definitely. When you think cringe, what's the first thing you think of? Myself, four (laughs) years ago. Something cringy that I see a lot of is things that people call their partner. Oh, this is going to be a goldmine. So Alice and I have compiled a list of some of our least favourite nicknames for your partner. The cringiest names we've seen in real life or online. I consulted Google for some help coming up with these. I had a few off the top of my head, but this website headlined, know these cutest names you can call your man with a graphic that says, I love my boyfriend. (laughs) This in itself is cringy. (laughs) So without further ado, what's first on the list, Alice? Wifey. Oh, if you're married, fine. Call someone your wife. But wifey? Oh, I hate it. You know what else I hate? Stud muffin. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. It sounds like something that like an 80-year-old says as a joke. Oh, he's um, such a stud muffin. That made me uncomfortable. <laughs> sweetie or sweetie pie particularly. Okay, I say sweetie. I know. <laughs> I think sweetie is fine. Sweetie pie is disgusting. I think sweetie has its time and place. Yeah, I wouldn't just randomly call someone sweetie. I don't say oh, like, oh, sweetie, come here a second. But I'll say, oh, yeah, Alice is a cool chick. She's a sweetie. Yeah, saying someone is a sweetie, I think, is different to being like, oh, sweetie, particularly not necessarily in relationships, but when random old people call you sweetie, I'm like, you don't know that I'm sweet. Oh. I could be the devil incarnate for all you. Know? <laughs> oh, my God. Other things that old people say, pet, if someone calls me pet or dear. Oh, I hate it. Dear is a little bit more normal, a little bit more socially acceptable. If someone calls me pet, it makes me feel so degraded. Honey bun. I think any nickname that's going to make me hungry is not okay. (laughs) Honey bun. That sounds like something I would eat. Sweetie pie. That's food. (laughs) Cherry pie. (laughs) That one's just gross. Eye candy. That just sounds like a painful torture. <laughs> I I don't think I've ever used the expression, nor will I ever want to use the expression eye candy. If I say some if I think someone's attractive, I'll say they're attractive, or I'll say they're hot, or I'll say they're good looking. I won't say, oh, check out that eye candy. Yeah, I've never been like sitting in a club, people watching and being like, Oh, look at that eye candy. You know what else I hate? Boo. Yeah, unless you're the cute little kid from Monsters Inc. You can't be boo. Yeah. Although people who say that are terrifying, so maybe boo fit. <laughs> boo and another one that's like super generic that I hate is bae. 
Yeah, I feel like that's sort of gone out now. Like that was a thing for a while. It was a thing. Another one that I find cringy is the misses. Ugh. But like, that's such a country thing, though. It is a country thing. Calling someone the misses when you've been together for like a week. Yeah, stop. They please. are the misses. They're the mistake. <laughs> If I see one more Instagram caption with partner in crime written in it, and you know what? I've done it. And I think I've deleted it since, but I hate it. That's because it's cringy. It is cringy. It is. Partner in crime. What does that mean? What crime are you committing? Where are these people doing these crimes? Guys that call their like girlfriends um, their partner in crime, it's like, we get it. She's underage. One of our good friends, Mao, from Hyperfeminism, the podcast, sent us that, and we lost it. It was so funny because it just, it's accurate. Another one that I find creepy is Baby. Babe, I'm like, yeah, sure, if you want to be the pig from the cute movies, that's fine. (laughs) Baby, like, would you call your partner infant? (laughs) (laughs) When you put it like that, yes, I agree. And I used to hate it, but I'm coming around. I just think it's a bit weird but then again everything that you call your partner apart from their name is a bit weird if you think about it too much yeah i agree every conversation that you ever had on kick oh my lord particularly honorable mentions include deep conversations at 2am when you actually don't know anything about what you're talking about Mm -hmm. getting asked out on kick if you get asked out on kick you say yes and then you never talk to each other in person but as soon as you get home from school chatting it up on kick till 3am go to class and like don't even make eye contact no don't don't look each other in the eye but like at the end of the day love you miss you bb bb spelt bby <laughs> because you're trash <laughs> i can honestly say i'm not guilty of ever calling someone bb yeah me neither i've never done that and i'm so proud i've said and done some shitty things on the internet Oof. having a kick boyfriend was not one of them same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what about when? Uh, what about when someone oh asks you out and you say yes by accident? Do I, do I really want to tell this story? Please do. So this was like a kick ask out, but it was probably actually on Facebook Messenger. It was in year eight, whenever that was. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Oh my god, um, we're old. So I was talking to a friend of mine who was a guy who also. Cringe alert would send me song lyrics. Oh, that was a big cringe. <laughs> that was that started in primary school when everyone started to get their first phone. And especially um, when, do you remember those, the first phone that I had in primary school was one of those ones that slid. I it was remember. like a little Android that like slid up into a keyboard. So it yeah. kind of looked like, um, like a pager. Yeah. And that's how you would text with those tiny little keys. And it was so cool. I thought it was like so cool. you had like a phone like that, but then you had like an iPod that was touch. And that's where you got, that's where I got the song lyrics from. Cause people would go on the internet and like copy and paste them. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> it was from the song Mirror by Justin Timberlake. I think. That is probably one of the worser ones that you could receive from someone. So I, I think it was Facebook Messenger, but it might have still been Kick. I was getting sent those lyrics and I was very confused because I didn't know the song. <laughs> so it was just a bit weird at first. And then he told me that it was from the song. And I was like, okay, still thought it was really weird. And then we were messaging one day and he had asked me a question. I don't remember what the question was, but my answer was 
Yes, but um, I was with someone else, so I wasn't paying enough attention to the conversation. Before I'd sent my response, he'd sent another message that I don't know if it came through in the wrong order or if I just didn't notice it because I was distracted. But between the question that I was answering yes to and my response, the message came, do you want to go out with me? And then my yes response sent after that message. Instead so of- he thought that you were then his girlfriend because that's how dating works when you're 12 yeah i also would like to say what is very cringe is not understanding the distinction between dating someone and being in a relationship with someone oh completely different but when you're 12 it's all the same exactly like a lot of that comes with age so like i feel like on that note we do have to say as much shit as we are going to talk in this episode we both have done some super cringy things oh and we still will we're Two basic white girls who have a podcast. We're doing cringy things. <laughs> exactly. We're probably going to look back at this one day and cringe, but it's all part of the process towards becoming a better person because we're constantly learning and constantly growing. And just figuring out who you are. Exactly. Because as much as we've done cringy shit, we will continue to do cringy shit. And we will until we die. It's just a fact. Yeah. And the perspective of whether or not it's cringe changes based on your age mm. and where you are and who you surround yourself with. You're going to send lyrics to someone, send one or two lines and leave it at that. Don't send them. don't send song lyrics. Yeah, don't send song lyrics is like number one. If you feel that you have to, if you feel like there's no other way to convey. Your very deep emotional 12 year old love. (laughs) Then send one or two lines, leave it at that. Don't copy the entire song with like az lyrics watermark down the bottom like don't don't copy it all that's true romance though oh yeah if if i get a az lyrics watermark i know it's real yeah i will say along the same lines as receiving song lyrics from someone even today oh maybe not today maybe a little bit more yesterday but if someone says i heard this song and i thought of you or i know what your music taste is like here's a recommendation yeah that can be really sweet Yeah, I think because that's not just here is a random song lyric. It's like here is a song that I think you'll like or that made me think of you. And I've done that where I've sent someone lyrics and been like, this part of this song reminded me of you. I think you would quite like it. It wasn't just out of the blue lyrics to a very terrible love song. Suddenly in your brain forever. (laughs) Yep. And it's totally different uh, recommending a song as well or saying like, hey, I know you like this artist. Have you heard their new song? Like you can definitely use that to build conversations and that's not necessarily cringy. No. And I love it when people are like, here's a song that I really like. As much as this is a cringy and cliche thing, it does give you some sort of insight into what they're thinking about. Yeah, definitely. I don't subscribe to the fact that of those, like what I would consider quite cringy quotes that you see that are like, if someone shows you music, listen, because it's a map to their soul. Because like sometimes you just like a song because it's cool. There's nothing wrong with recommending songs to people or having songs recommended to you. And sometimes they are really deep and meaningful, but also sometimes it's just like, this song is a bop. And also calling songs bop is cringy, but I do it. Yeah, I, I call a song a bop. I call, oh, it's a bop. It's a it's a whole jam. It's a, it's a mood. I feel like one day that's going to be cringy. I feel like these are all going to be cringy very soon. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to 2020 and no one's going to be saying mood anymore. And we're all going to roll our eyes at our past selves. Also, speaking of 2020, it's October. Oh, my Lord. How is it October already? I, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in four months' time. I don't have 2020 vision. But that I'm was sh- cringy. Like, I should get, like, a little drummer app and be and just, like... 
We talked a little bit about Kick as sort of the OG cringe platform. I think Vine had quite a bit of cringe to it, but it's dead now, which probably, again, makes it cemented in cringe history. Because it's never going to get better. Exactly. Um, Like 2013 YouTube, cringe as hell, but it's gotten better. Oh, definitely. YouTubers, there are so many that started with a very specific brand of I can do literally anything in front of a camera and it's funny and we all bought into that but now we have a higher quality that we expect when we watch videos on YouTube. I do wonder and this thought just occurred to me I wonder if that sort of humor is still funny to people that are 12 and 13 like we were when we liked it or if they are also on this sort of new wave of YouTube. Yeah Especially because when we were sort of watching YouTube videos and subscribing and watching literally as they were uploaded. And obsessing over it. It was at a time where it was only first becoming a thing. So we didn't have high expectations for the production quality or like the content. We just watched people sit in front of a camera and tell stories about their lives, which really... llamas. (laughs) yeah which really is not that much different to what we get from our content now i mean come on people are listening to you and me talk in a studio about stuff that we care about are they though well (laughs) Well, to our one listener thank you hi karis and claudia (laughs) (laughs) they are one (laughs) youtube has definitely grown i think everything on social media is gonna be cringe one day because it's this like instant as soon as something happens it's big and then it goes away pretty quickly yeah it's a constantly developing changing medium so instagram instagram bios can be very cringy oh yes i don't like when people have they'll have like their boyfriend's name their star sign and their snapchat oh i hate that because You want your boyfriend. If you have your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner in crimes name in your bio, then you are telling me that you have no personality. Why would I follow you if all I think I'm going to get is photos of you and your partner? Unless you have a bunch of other stuff as well. What is the purpose? People are weird. What is the purpose? Is it to say, hey, I'm not single? Do you think that the people that post those, that write their partner's name in their bio actually wanted to themselves and think that people really care that much about getting with them that they need to put up a defense or do you think it's forced from the other person who's like put my name in your bio imagine just like gun to the head just for clarification on uh the level of cringe in our current instagram bios mine is my name and then the emoji with three music notes Mine is my name, the emoji with the big star and the two little ones between it with then, oh my God, I've had this since I was, since I first got Instagram, I have not changed my bio. It's be a little kinder than you have to. Which is a quote from a book that we both used to love. Mm. And you know what? I think to an extent that's cringe. I feel like, like the quotes in the bio, it's a bit, it's probably more cliche than cringe. Yeah. On the social media front, this I see this a lot on Snapchat and on Facebook and it probably happens everywhere where it'll be like, life is hard, but don't ask me about it. Or I'm feeling really upset, but only my BFF knows why. Like, okay, why did you feel the need to put that out there? If yeah. you are asking for help, that's different. But if you are saying, I feel shit, but don't talk to me. Why are you putting that on the internet for people to see anyway? Yeah, no, I completely agree. And also just like Facebook posts that are very clearly baiting followers and friends into conversation. One of my friends on Facebook posted something along the lines of, 
oh, I stood up for a pregnant woman on the bus today. And that was it. There was no, we should all do a good deed every day. If you do a good thing and like standing up for a pregnant woman on the bus or helping an old woman carry her grocery bags down the street. I don't know if that's actually a thing anymore. That's very much a cliche that we see in like old Yeah, but movies. I actually saw someone post about that the other day. And my thinking on that is, especially with the standing up one, my thinking on that is, cool, you've done the bare minimum. Yeah, mine is more like, okay, but posting about that on Facebook cancels out the good deed. That's my belief. If you do something nice for another human being and you think that that makes you a god and that you should be praised and get likes and validation from that and feel a need to put it on social media, then that cancels out any good place points that you got from doing the good deed in the first place. It's kind of like how guys want a medal because like I didn't catcall it. I don't catcall. It's like, cool. All you've done here is not be scum. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we've touched on Instagram, particularly bios. Let's move on to Snapchat. If you reply to every Snapchat with a selfie in which you look like a thumb, (laughs) you are cringy. If you post anything, if you whether it's sending it to someone else or putting it on your story and all it is is text behind a black like in front of a black screen, you are cringy. Especially if that's like the opening. There is a messenger feature on Snapchat. If you're replying, I'm like you get a bit of leeway, but if you're just straight up being like posting on your story with a blank screen being like, "Hi." It's like I didn't ask. (laughs) Also, the thing that a lot of people do on their black screens, on their Snapchat stories, and I say a lot of people, the only people I've seen doing this are uh, 12-year-olds, literal 12-year-olds, and people that act like 12-year-olds even though they're in their 20s. The black screen with the iconic swipe for a TBH, like for a rating. I remember when that was huge on Facebook as well. Mm -hmm. I saw it the other day from someone. I was like, Oh, honey. <laughs> Whenever I see that, I'm like, oh, oh, are we still doing that? Is that is that still a thing that us as a collective society have decided that is okay? <laughs> because Especially, I disagree. Here's the thing. If you want an excuse to tell people what you think about them, tell them. Yeah. I just had something from deep within my brain come up. Okay. What is it? Ask FM. Oh my God. Ask FM. Oh, I remember when Ask FM was so big in year eight and year nine. Don't remember it ever being a thing after that. Does it still exist? I don't know. But basically, if you don't know what it was, because I don't know how big that was outside of like our area. It's still a thing. Oh my God. Curious? Just ask openly or anonymously. Oh my God. It's actually like, there's a feed. It looks like Tumblr. It this did, is. It didn't look like that when we used to use it. It did not. It clearly has changed quite a bit. This looks very different. This looks more like Reddit, actually. It does. It looks closer to Reddit. Or even Tumblr back in the day before it was bought by Yahoo. I don't know if it's owned by Reddit, but it looks like Reddit. It looks more like asking open questions now rather than a specific person. It would People would ask all sorts of questions. You could ask anonymously or so that they could see who you were. And people would ask like for a to be honest or like it would be like the very, very 12-y. Who do you like? Or even like some of the things that I saw were very sexual. Yeah. And Especially we like, for the age. Okay. okay, moving on. Snapchat filters, not on Snapchat. Honestly, like disclosure, if it makes you happy, do it. It's cringy though. Yeah. I want to clarify, when we say Snapchat filters, we don't mean when you just swipe and you get like a coloured filter oh, because no. filters you can get on basically any app. No. Filters you can get on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, 
and even in your camera roll. A filter that changes the color or enhances the lighting, that's not what we mean. We mean specific to Snapchat, filters that distort your face or give you a cartoon addition to your photo. Specifically like... There's like the dog ears with the really long, creepy tongue. Or there was like the rainbow puke at one point. Oh my Lord, the rainbow puke. Or the thing puke. where it gets rid of your nose. Yeah. And you have like no middle section of your face and you're just like a football. Boom. New Facebook profile picture. Oh my God, please don't. Why do I look like a slice of bread? <laughs> we will post all of these selfies onto our Overworked But Optimistic social media pages. Yes. Notice that this one has a nose piercing. Oh my goodness. Nose piercing. I have my ears pierced and I have the cartilage at the top of my ears pierced. At the top of one ear. Mm-hmm. I had my nose pierced for a while, but that it never healed. So I just left it out. I don't think I, any of them were too cringy. I don't love looking at photos of me with the nose piercing though. I think piercings specific to an emo phase can come across as very cringe. When you see people with, I call it the bull bar. What's it actually called? The septum piercing? Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, me neither. Um, I think it's very, it makes you look like you've been like set up to be like led around. Yeah. I'm like, you're not an animal. <laughs> septum, eyebrow, Eyebrow's lip. lip and snake bites. Snake bites, the top of your ears. All of those with bright green hair, oh, like a band t shirt. Black skinny jeans on a 45 degree day. Doc Martens. The black skinny jeans and wristbands. Doc is still me. I never had bright green hair. <laughs> I had green hair by accident. And it turned green after I dyed it blue. And that was too recently. Oh yeah. I had green hair by accident as well, didn't I? Yeah. No one plans for green hair. No, but people do. That's the problem. <laughs> um, I feel like the, the cream of the crop for cringe culture. Emo phases. Oh yeah, definitely. But you know what? We're going to talk a lot of shit about cringe culture and we always make a lot of comments about our emo phases and give our past selves shit for it. But I'm not really that embarrassed by it. Because here's the thing, like cringing at it and making fun of it, it's funny. Yeah. I don't actually hate that version of myself. Me I don't hate... I, I mean, I have some thoughts on some of the music that I liked back then. <laughs> but I don't hate all of it. And I still have my band tees and I still wear ripped skinny jeans and Doc Martens because Doc Martens are the most amazing shoes in the world. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Although I do think that we should post our like iconic selfie from Soundwave. Oh, yeah. With this episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the little hand gesture. The little like devil horns hand gesture, which is like not that like menacing coming from two, what, 15 year old girls. We were not intimidating, (laughs) but you know what? We were happy. Yeah. And you know what? I think that at the end of the day, that's what matters. I think that's a good note to end on actually. No matter how cringy the things you do or say or have done, no matter how much they keep you up at night at 3am when you cannot sleep and you're just like, oh, the thing that I said to the person that I liked in 2012 that literally everybody else in the world has forgotten about except my brain, which is making me dwell on it right now. If it made you happy then, if it makes you happy now, who cares if you think it's cringy looking back or if someone else, especially us, think that you're cringy now? Like, if you're happy, screw us. Yeah. And, like, we, like, take the piss out of ourselves just as much as we take the piss out of everyone else, if not more so. I'm going to go with more so. Yeah, definitely more so. Because some of this episode was us talking about other people, but most of it was talking about ourselves. I mean, think about some of the cringy things we did. We're going to be famous authors. We both separately had group written books. We also had individual Wattpad accounts and wrote fan fictions. Yes, we did. Am I proud of it? No. Did it teach me something about myself? Yes. (laughs) 
That being, I'm never going to be a famous author. I think the actually, cringiest part, part about that was actually other people's reaction to it. Because people yeah. thought that we were good writers. Yeah. No, we not, were not good writers. We were definitely not good writers. Not at all. But but it made us happy and it made other people happy. So And it was something to do. And you know what? Now I'm at university and part of my degree is creative writing. Yeah. And so I can look back at that shit that I wrote when I was 12 years old and go, oh God, that's awful. That makes me cringe really, really hard. But I also sort of compare that to where I'm at now. And it's just like, hey, look how far I've grown and how cool is that? Yeah. You can see how far you've come from cringy fan fiction to cringy podcasting. (laughs) Exactly. And hopefully one day our podcasting won't be so cringy. Hopefully. Okay. As always, what do you have to get done this week and what are you looking forward to to celebrate? I have two assignments to get done this week, so I'm not really looking forward to that. Uh, But my soccer club has its trials starting this weekend, so I am looking forward to that. Sweet. I also have an assignment due. I've got an essay that I have to start, which I am not keen on. But I'm seeing a show on Thursday. I'm looking forward to that. So that was our discussion about cringe culture. Thank you for listening to Overworked But Optimistic. Tune in in two weeks for our next episode and follow us on our social media accounts at ovbutop, spelt O-V-B-U-T-O-P.